You're listening to episode 204 of the Fitz Pro podcast, and today is going to be for all of my online health and fitness professionals who are looking to launch for the first time. So you have a offer, one-on-one, a membership, a course, something you would like to bring to your audience. This episode is going to apply to you, hopefully for best practices to use Instagram for your launch. Now, ideally, Instagram is never the only thing you're using for your launch, but certainly Instagram is better than having nothing. So if you are launching something for the first time or you have an open, close, hard launch for a certain offer that you have that you launch repeatedly several times throughout the year, today's episode is going to apply for you. So without further ado, let's dive in. The FitzPro Podcast is your no BS approach to seeking out truth in the world that is online health and fitness. You'll see through the lens of the trainer, the trainee, and the entrepreneur. I'm your host, Annie Miller, certified strength and conditioning specialist, entrepreneur, lover of sleep, lattes, and dinosaurs, aka not your average FitzPo. And my aim is to help you grow your mind, body, and business through knowledge and authenticity so that you too can become a FitzPro. Be sure to check out my free on-demand workshop, Your Biz Your Way, Three Steps to Build a Profitable Online Health and Fitness Business. You can do that at anniemiller.co slash workshop dash register. It's always in the show notes. It is free. It is on demand. You can watch it anytime. There is an upsell to Fitzboro Foundations, which is my online business course for health and fitness professionals looking to transition into the online space in a way that feels, I feel like the word authentic is kind of a buzzword or it's a been overused, but truly that is the point. It's it's to build a business your way that feels right for you that isn't what someone else is telling you to do. I take the approach of giving you options for your business and you can choose the business model and the approach that works best for your life because you know, if you have 3 kids at home, if you travel full time, whatever it may be, you can't be on sales calls all day every day in order to close clients and get new leads. There are different approaches to business. Certain business models are not inherently bad. You just need to make sure you're choosing the one that is right for you. So that is always available to you. That is my free workshop. Check it out. The links are in the show notes. So today we're talking about how to best use Instagram during your launch. As I said in the intro, you can certainly only use Instagram for a launch, but that is as you grow, I want you to be using email marketing. That is the best long-term approach that you can use for marketing. So before we dive in, let's define what a launch is or what I'm referring to as a launch, because I've said this before. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but I've certainly said it inside my courses and in many trainings that I've done on Instagram. When I took B-School with Marie Forleo in 2016, I believe it was, their module number six was on launching. And I literally didn't even understand the concept. Like I didn't know what I was launching. At the time I was doing like 20 day challenges and six week transformations with an audience of like 100 to 500 people, which is plenty by the way, but I had no idea what I was doing. Took me several years to kind of find my footing in business. So I didn't skip that module, um, but I certainly maybe skimmed through it, didn't give it as much effort because the way that she spoke about launching just seemed so much bigger than like what made sense for my business. I was like, oh, I'm not launching anything, but I absolutely was. I just didn't understand. So a launch is a hard open, hard close. So you open the doors for people to enroll And then there is a, you know, you can only enroll through X date and then the doors close. So if you're launching a new offer, 
that counts as the first time. Think of that as like the premier launch of the offer. Every launch after that is just a subsequent launch where people can join it. If you're reopening enrollment for an existing offer, that counts too. So that is the context of today's episode. There are five to six phases of a launch and I teach those inside my launching 101 training. It's 90 minutes long inside the bonuses of Fitzboro Foundations. Today, we are mentioning two of those five to six phases. The two that I think are most relevant to be the most successful on social media. And I think they're the two that people don't spend enough time or effort in when they are launching. So, so, so often people just come up with an offer and then they come to their audience once it's done, once the doors are ready to open and they say, Hey, I have this thing. Enroll now, apply now. When their audience is totally in the dark, they don't know what it is. They don't know who it's for. They don't know what problem it solves, why they would want to invest in it. And they're just expected to give you money. Obviously sounds silly when I say that, but we've all done it, or I certainly did it early in business. I just thought, you know, I have this audience and I just say that I have something that I made for them and they're just going to buy it. And that is just not how human psychology works in purchasing things. Social media should not be the only way that you are launching. It is one part of your launch. Okay. But I don't want you to not launch if social media is all you have. That's fine. Email will likely be the main driver. Certainly as you grow, that should be the goal. So when somebody enrolls in my programs, I've definitely talked about this on the podcast before, and I encourage you to do this. When I see the uh, checkout form, I can see when somebody started following me, where they started following me, and where they actually ended up investing from. So were they investing directly from my website? Was it an Instagram link? Was it a podcast link? Was it email marketing? It is incredible to me. And I love, 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 love seeing this because it just means that my, my system, my approach is working almost, I would say 95%. I could run the numbers, but I would bet you it's 95% of people find me on Instagram, follow me for X amount of time, who knows, you know, a week to four years. And then they purchase from email. So they've been on the wait list or they're on my main list. And then they got on a wait list for a certain offer, or they got into one of my funnels. And that is where they purchase from. That is what I want for people simply because it gives us more control and it gives us more realistic expectations when we have an email list. It is such an arbitrary number when we look at our Instagram following, because when we put something out there, we're putting it out there to hundreds, thousands of people, and maybe 1% of those, maybe 1% of those are actually interested in whatever you are selling. So when we can build an email list, that gives us a much better data point to go off of with how many people are actually interested in this. If only seven people join your email list, we certainly know that 25 aren't going to be joining. It gives us realistic expectations. In addition to that, let's say you build a wait list then you can see what is my open rate? How many people are actually clicking on these links? So of the interested people, how many of them are actually hot leads, right? So email just gives us so much more data. So if you haven't started with email, it's start simple, do the simplest thing, the smallest task you possibly can. I know email marketing can be overwhelming. It doesn't need to be. I think starting is more overwhelming than the actual marketing piece once you're inside. Once you build the form, once you get the form on a website or you just 
build a landing page directly from ConvertKit or MailChimp or Flowdesk or whatever third-party platform you're using, you can just build a sign-up form. You don't have to send people emails, just gather the emails so that when you do want to send an email, you have them in a place where you can access people who said they were interested. Clearly email is important, but today's episode is about social media. So I shall shift back to social media and the phases of launching that we are going to talk about. Remember there's five to six phases of launching. I teach those in depth inside a 90 minute training inside Fifth Row Foundations. First up is the warm up phase. Now I talk about phases of launching because it's much like phases of programming and that's just how my brain works and I hope that it is how it makes sense or computes to people in health and fitness. The warm-up phase, we want to use curiosity very early. So that's the first step in your launch is to build curiosity in your audience. You've seen people do this. I want you, when you listen to this episode, think about yourself as a consumer and the things that you have seen and witnessed in people's launches. You've been on the other side of this. We want to do the something is coming soon, working on something, doing market research, showing the you know blurred screen, the censored screen of you working on something, doing a boomerang of the whiteboard and a brainstorming session. Like it's literally just saying something's coming. That's it. We aren't saying anything about it. And you might not know anything about it yet. <laughs> So legitimately, um, it's, you know, it's not like you're keeping something from them. Uh, so go ahead and build curiosity. This would make sense, uh, for the first launch, right? This doesn't really make sense if I'm launching built by Annie, like my people know what that is. I'm not going to be, uh, keeping anything from them by saying something is coming soon. It already exists. People know about it. It will open soon. So if you have already launched something and you're relaunching it, then your curiosity part of the warm-up phase is simply saying that, you know, it's maybe you're putting a countdown timer of when you're going to open the doors for your program. Remember that this is specific to Instagram. So things that I reference like a countdown timer are talking about those specific features inside Instagram. The second thing with curiosity is that we want to build momentum of information and with our frequency. So early on in the warm up phase, which could be up to a month long of just the warm up phase before you even launch to the public or your wait list or anyone, that could be up to four weeks long, okay? We want to build information. So we're releasing bits of information throughout this warm up phase, and those are getting more frequent as we get closer to the launch. So maybe it's once a week for the first week and a half, two weeks, and then it becomes three, four, five every day once we're getting closer to the actual launch. And again, that's an information. So you are maybe doing some question boxes. You're interacting with your audience. You know, tell me your biggest struggles with X. Um, How many days per week are you lifting? Obviously, I see this through the lens of like a fitness training program. But if you are doing more nutrition-based, you could do, you know, do you count your macros? What are your current nutrition goals? What are your current physique goals? If that is the route that you go down with your training. We want to get the audience engaged with the topic and the philosophy around whatever the program service course you are going to be launching is. The next thing is with all of that information, even in the curiosity phase, we want to, I say the curiosity phase, the curiosity is within the warm up phase. 
everything we've talked about so far is considered the warm-up phase of the launch. You are warming up your audience. You are giving them little bits of information in order to have them make an empowered decision once you open the doors. So all of the information about your program should be delivered to them before you open the doors. We want people ready to purchase. Those seven to 13 pieces of exposure that somebody needs before they buy, before they invest, before they take action, needs to happen before you open the doors to whatever your program service offer course is right? That is one of the biggest mistakes I see with launching is that we open the doors and then we are basically backtracking during the live launch to get all that information to people when they should have had it well before you opened the doors. So now we're building momentum way too late into the launch. We want to start building that momentum well before you actually open the doors so people have time to ask questions, they have time to gather information. Not everybody sees everything you put on social media. You need to repeat yourself. You're going to feel like you are talking about this all the time because you are. You should be. If somebody needs to see something 7 to 13 times before they take action, you need to talk about it way more than 7 to 13 times to get all of the people who are on the fence into a hell yes or a hell no based on the information that you have given them. So with all of this curiosity, with all of this information that you have been building momentum with in this warm-up phase, we want to always drive people to your wait list if you have one. This gives you, like I said, a much better idea of percentage of conversion, your conversion rate of how many people are actually interested in this offer and how many people would actually join the offer. That's dependent on the information that you provide and your ability to communicate that value to your audience. That requires you to know your ideal client very well and to know your offer very well, both of which we cover inside Fitzroy Foundations. If you don't have a good idea of who your ideal client is and you kind of struggle with messaging, I would start with my ideal client avatar download. Just go to anniemiller.co backslash ICA, the letters ICA. If you feel like you have a good idea of your ideal client, but you struggle with creating content to communicate to that person, then I would get my Know Your Niche content guide. It's only $27. Go to anniemiller.co backslash niche. That will give you more of like an implementation of what to do once you do know your ideal client. How do you actually create content for them? Which to me is kind of marrying like your philosophy and your messaging with your ideal client and where they're at. That's your niche, in my opinion. So we're driving people to the wait list. That is going to be a link in your stories, link in your bio. That is going to be either a full sales page where they are joining the wait list. That's what all the buttons say. Or it's going to be just a simple landing page that you literally create from whatever email marketing platform you use. In the warm-up phase, all that information you're sharing is education. That's what we want to think about that. We're educating our audience on what the offer is. Now, remember that I said we build momentum and information and frequency. So you're going to share more and more and more and more about the offer. It's going to be broad stroke at first. Maybe it's a lower cost training membership. That's what you say early on in that curiosity phase. Join the waitlist if you are interested in something other than my one-on-one -on -one services. And then we start to educate, you know, how many days a week is it? What type of training is involved? Is there an at-home version? What equipment are you going to need? Is there conditioning involved? How long are the workouts? All of these little bits and pieces 
what uh, what a training platform is it hosted in? Is there a community piece, right? These are all the little details of our offer that need to be made clear to the ideal client. So we are using Instagram, I will say stories to educate people on what this offer is, who it's for, all those pieces of your offer. Next is that posts related to the program should be made but they're going to be beneficial for your entire audience. So that's the difference in how we use Instagram stories versus how we use Instagram posts. Stories, remember, are for people who already follow you. Think about that. Stories are for people who already follow you. They're your warmer leads. They want to see you every day. They do see you every day. Your posts are for exposure and growth and people outside of people who follow you. So yes, mainly your audience is going to see that post, but the point of posts is also to grow. So we want to make posts around the topics, philosophies, methods that you use inside your program, but that apply to a much greater audience. And then maybe just mention the program, maybe when it's coming at like the end of the caption. We are not making a post about the offer. The other thing we can do during the warm-up phase is to just utilize old viral posts, literally repost or repurpose to increase exposure and profile traffic before the launch. Not during the launch. During the launch, it's too late. Do it before the launch. Two weeks, three weeks out, reuse a couple of pieces of content that have performed well for you in the in the realm of reach and exposure and use those to get more eyes on your profile while you're educating about the new offer. And then ideally any new people have time to get acquainted with this information so that when you launch, they're able to actually join if they are interested and it's not too late. They didn't get to the party too late. Okay. The last thing that we want to remember is that the launch is one in the warm up phase. On day one of your launch, you should have a good idea of how successful you were in that warm up phase because on day one, we should have likely 50% of our enrollments taking place. That's a realistic expectation. So if you open the doors on day one and nobody joins, I would, hi- first off, it happens. Second, I would highly, 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 highly encourage you to look back at that warm up phase and what you did to educate your audience and prepare them and get them excited and build momentum before actually opening the doors. The launch is one in the warm up phase. Moving on, that was the warm up phase. The next phase is the public launch. This is going to be a lot quicker because, like I said, the launch is one in the warm up phase. So, I gave you everything to do on social media during the public launch. So maybe you already launched to your wait list. Um, Maybe you don't have a wait list and you're just, you know, it's open now to the public. That's where we're at. The foundation is laid here. So repeating yourself is going to happen. You already laid the foundation in the warm up phase. Now we're just repeating all of that and making sure we fill any gaps that we may be left out in the warm up phase. Maybe certain questions are rolling in. You need to answer those questions. Maybe you left something off the sales page and you realize you need to educate your audience on that piece of information. You're going to be repeating yourself in the public launch of everything you already said in the warm up phase. Maybe somebody came into your audience during the warm up phase and they missed, you know, the first 3 weeks of you talking about this program. You need to repeat yourself. You are encouraging and answering questions in the warm up phase. Like I say, this is where we're filling all the gaps. You are sharing enrollments. This is a form of social proof if you don't have any yet. People 
enrolling shows other people that are interested, oh, so-and-so is trusting that this is going to do X as well. So-and-so took the leap, which means I can take the leap. It shows social proof in another form that is not testimonies if you lack testimonies. But that is this is for reference where you are going to share testimonies. You're going to drive results and the emotional reason that someone would be buying or joining. You're going to get in front of objections in this phase. So during the public launch, this is when people are investing. So that is what our focus is. What are reasons that someone might not be investing? Who is great for the program and should be investing? So we are not here to convince people that aren't right for the program to be giving us money. We never want that. They're not going to get results. They're not going to be a happy customer. And we're going to resent that person for that. It's not what we want. We never want people's money who is not right for the program. So in the public launch, we're leaving nothing on the table. We are handling objections. We're getting in front of objections. We are leaving no questions unanswered. That's what the public launch is for. If people are on the fence, get them in or out. We want all the correct no's to not enroll, and we want all the yeses to enroll. So when we look at launches in sections or phases and assign certain tasks and focuses to each of those phases, it becomes much simpler to follow and execute, in my opinion, rather than what I think is really common, which is attempting to come up with something to say every day, out of nowhere, feeling very out of touch, and that sells to no one right? Nobody wants that. You don't want that. People consuming that content don't want that. If you're excited about your offer, other people can be excited about your offer. However you feel about your launch, however you feel about your offer is going to permeate the content that you create. It is very hard to fake it through a launch. It can be done, but it's very hard to fake it. So get excited about your offer. The clearer you are on your offer, the more likely you are to be excited because it's easy to talk about it. You know all the nitty gritty pieces. You know who it's for, what it is, what the result is that you are saying they can possibly accomplish if they adhere to X program. So I've talked long enough about this. I could talk about launching all day. I freaking love it. Hopefully just going over these two phases of a launch, a warm-up phase and the public launch will give you a good enough idea of some tactics and approaches and some focuses that you can have in these two different phases if you are launching something new or if you are reopening the doors to an offer that already exists. That is all I have for today. If you are not on my main mailing list, check out anniemiller.co slash news for Annie's Daily Dose and Annie's Weekly Wisdom. There are also podcast listener discounts at the bottom of each of those emails for various offers that I have, one-off purchases. If you love what I say here, if you find value here, if it helps you, please do give the show five stars and a written review. It is a way to pay it forward without actually having to pay me money if you aren't ready for that. Or you know, if you're never going to pay me money, that's okay too. I am glad that you are taking in my free content. Um, Until next time, I'm Annie Miller, and thank you for tuning in to the Fitzpro Podcast. Podcast.